insurance agents from around the world. Welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Glovebox. God, I love Glovebox. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent. And my friend, ladies and gentlemen, Please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Good to be back in the studio with you, Scott. Bradley, I think we need to tell all of our 250,000 insurance agents from around the world before we introduce our all-star guest today, the story of what happened, what transpired three weeks ago, three weeks ago in our last podcasting session. I will start and I'll let you interject. Okay. So my beautiful wife, Kim, and I come down to Mobile. Really I, looking forward to it because oh, she doesn't come down much. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind, kind of a mini vacation. I have. Let me say this, guys. I have never been the guy that rubs my face and, and, and like uh, goes around telling people how hard this job is to come down here and podcast because I've always – you like doing it. Number one, I love doing it. I love podcasting. That's number one. Number two, I get to spend time with Bradley, which I don't get, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure all of our podcast listeners think that you and I like talk every day for an hour. That is just not yeah. the case. We might talk for three minutes a week, maybe depending well, on what's well, going well, on. It's also like too, when you, when you aren't from an area, right. Your perception of that area almost it's it's like it's smaller than it actually is. And I'll give you an example. Daniel Song was last year was here last week, and I kept saying, "This is my friend Daniel from San Diego." Right. And I knew he was from Irvine, but I couldn't remember the name. And I, I'm thinking that San, Irvine, but Ir, Irvine's actually in yeah. Los Angeles. He's yeah, yeah. probably thinking this dumb redneck thinks that everything <laughs> in California is close together. So a lot of people probably hear Alabama and Alabama and think you and I are like an hour away. Correct. And and to your point where daniel lives because i used to bounce at a bar in irvine california really? and my girlfriend at the time lived in la jolla she worked yep. for raytheon fan of la jolla and uh that area that you're speaking of by saying he's from san diego instead of closer to la is light years closer than you and i are yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. even yeah. even then that's a two two hours away we are if you're not driving 90 miles an hour, we are we are a good six hours yeah. away from each other. Well, and you think, too, like people from the Northeast, I mean, a large percentage of the insurance industry is in the mm -hmm. Northeast and the New England area. I mean, you can drive across five, six states in oh, a couple hours. From from Washington, yeah. D.C., you can take a train to mm -hmm. New York, to Philadelphia, yeah. be there in an hour, hour and a yeah, half. You could hear you could drive six hours and not be not leave one state. Correct. You know, so. Let me set the scene for you guys. My beautiful wife, Kim, and I, we come down. We're, I'm excited. I'm going to get to spend time with Bradley. I'm going to get the podcast, which I love to do. I come in the studio on Monday morning. I feel fine. I feel great. Nothing's wrong. And I, I, secret time for just a second. And if you go back and listen to our last three or four episodes, I think you can almost hear it in my voice. The And the first clue that I had something was wrong was the podcast we did with uh, Client Circle. Client Circle. But um, I can't do the intro. 
Oh, that's right. You messed I kept messing up, up the, yeah. which I never do. I never do that. That's well, brain fog going on. Well, by the time we got to our very last podcast of the day, which may have been Aaron Farmer talking about pet insurance. It was either him or Tamron Manning. One of the Tam- two. It was Tamron Manning. I am struggle festing. Mm-hmm. And we leave Portal Insurance. I drive, I told Kim when we got in the car, I said, I don't feel well. And I feel like I'm coming down with something. But I want to make sure it's not COVID. So run me over the cross the street. There's a CVS pharmacy literally a quarter of a mile from here. Yeah. And I got an at home. I got two at the home. nicest staff in the world. Yeah. No, they really don't. I'm just <laughs> I got two COVID uh, at home tests, went back to the hotel, took them, went to bed. I don't even think I ate dinner that night. Just went to bed, got up the next morning, and and I literally could not hold a thought in my head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I called Bradley and we were, we had a very, one of the biggest podcasts we've probably ever done scheduled for that morning at nine o'clock. Yeah. And I said, Bradley, I can't go this morning. And, and, and grace of God, Bradley has a doctor over in Sarah land where he and his wife live, went over there, tested positive for the flu, a type flu. And I looked at Kim and I said, there is no possible way with me sitting in that room, that small enclosed room with Bradley and Brandon yesterday that I did not give them this. And sure enough, Bradley, go ahead. Well, I felt fine. So about two weeks before that, I had the same symptoms and I, I, and I wasn't too worried because I was like, yeah, I don't really like I had, I think I had it two weeks ago. The next morning I felt terrible and worse and worse and worse as the day went on. And went to the urgent care, the same, actually saw the same guy and, uh, tested negative for everything. Wow. And he, he said, you're going to, you'll feel better tomorrow. And the next morning I was a hundred percent. So I think, I don't know, I don't, I'm not a, uh, a biologist by any means. I don't know right. if that's the right word, but, uh, I think it was my immune system fighting it off. I think I had mm. some sort of immunity to it. Right. But Brandon's been sick for about four months. So um four weeks since yeah, i left since yeah. i left basically yeah. brandon i apologize for getting you sick brother i do i no, th- i was sitting here as much as i yell and scream yeah, exactly. on this oh, podcast i mean there's well you know the grinch mask that you put on is still in the corner over there everybody's been scared to touch it probably <laughs> needs to be it probably needs to be uh boiled in clorox or something yeah my kid came in here the other day and she was starting to put it on i was like, like no like like a couple days later i was like no 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 no, don't put that on yeah, whatever you do don't that put that on. on yeah so i'll anyway. take it and and for uh 409 it or whatever. I came here and it. sanitized this office the next morning after mm-hmm. you left. I mean, I, I wiped the microphone down, everything. Yeah. So anyway, so enough about germs. So today, guys, we have got a very important podcast and one that I think you guys are going to turn the volume up when we start talking about the meat and potatoes of this podcast today, because this is going to be something that can really help you guys. Our mission on this podcast never changes. Every single week, our mission is to row that lifeboat just a little closer to the lighthouse to give you guys something that you can immediately implement in your insurance agency to help you have the freedom and live the life that we know that you deserve to live. And as Mike Stromso always says, big doors swing on little hinges. There could be one thing, one nugget, one piece of information you pick up from this podcast that could change your life, both financially from a freedom standpoint, and that's what we want today. 
our focus on this podcast today is on women CEOs in the insurance industry. And we have someone today that I dare say may have the best resume of anybody we have ever brought on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Our friend Billy Williams says successful people, people who are winners, you will always see a resume of success throughout their life. Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. It's a trail that leads you to someone who has been very successful. And I am humbled and honored to have this person on this podcast for two reasons. Selfishly, she has a company that I think every one of you are going to turn the dial up and really listen to when she starts talking about it here in a few minutes. But without further ado, I want to give her the introduction that she's always deserved. She was born and raised in Kefar Sabah. She currently lives in Tel Aviv. She is married to the ruggedly handsome Idan, and they have two beautiful babies, Ellie, age five, and Amelia, age 10 months. And let me say this, they are a long way away from listening to this podcast, but this podcast is going to live in perpetuity. And one day, Ellie, when you hear this, Amelia, one day when you hear this, a long, long time from now, you are going to be so, so proud of your mother and what she's accomplished in her life. And I, I, you should be proud of her because, as I said earlier, she may have one of the best, if not the best, resumes of success that I think I have ever seen. So without further ado, she is known as a thought leader, a popular speaker, and an author in the insurance industry with articles published in leading insurance magazines. In 2020, she was named a top InsurTech leader by Accord, the largest American insurance organization. She additionally founded Parliament 51, a social impact venture promoting equal opportunities for women in the workplace. And she was invited to speak about this topic at the United Nations. Bradley, you ever been invited to speak at the United Nations? I can't say that I, that I recall. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's about, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, about to go speak at the Library of Congress as well. She's a serial entrepreneur with a deep experience building companies and teams and working with top-tier clients. And since 2017, she has been the CEO of Leo, and that is what I want to talk about today, guys. And I want you to turn the volume up on, on your radio dial or your iPad or your phone when, you, when we start talking about this. I am wildly interested in this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you one of the leading Women CEOs in the insurance industry, Miss Leary Segal. How are you, Leary? I'm good. Wow. Thank you for this uh, great intro. Well, thank you for being here today. As I said, I don't believe I have ever looked at a resume of somebody on here and seen so many, as Bradley mentioned, breadcrumbs of success. First and foremost, before we climb in my DeLorean and go back in time, to talk about kind of how you ended up into the insurance industry and then you bringing us up to today. The very first question that all of our podcast listeners and I want to know about is what was it like speaking in front of the United Nations? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a good question. So it was before COVID. Right. Uh, it's important. It uh, was a different environment. And it was very exciting. You know, my parents saw it uh, on TV 
And I spoke about, you know, Parliament 51 and what we do and the statement that we wrote and all the companies that uh, signed the statement. And we practically, you know, we shared tools and best practices about how can you promote women in the workplace. And we interviewed uh, great people there. So it was a great event and great, you know, stage to be on. And yeah, I highly recommend it. <laughs> yes, I bet. And guys, for those of you that don't know, because I wanted to kind of give you a broad uh, generalization of kind of what she's accomplished. But to add to that, she was the co-founder of Parliament 51, which was an organization that promoted and still promotes to this day women in the workplace. And that particular organization has been signed off by some of the largest companies in the world, including Google, uh, which I'm sure uh, having their blessing is probably part of what led you to being able to, to speak in front of the United Nations. Yes, that's correct. What's, um, what's, what's going through your head when you are, because like, I mean, I know I've, I've spoken in before groups before and nothing compared to that. And I'm always a little bit nervous, no matter how many times you've done it, you're always a little bit nervous. In fact, I have a recurring dream that I'm going to speak at a conference and I'm late. Mm. I had it last night. I understand. And, uh, what's going through your head when you are about to speak to the United Nations? So I was super focused, you know, on what I want to say. And I, I, and I don't know, I just, I don't think. I just, uh, um, I try to be uh, very focused on what I want to say. Um, and I try not to look around and not to see the other people that are, you know, sitting mm -hmm. uh, next to me. And uh, I usually, by the way, I ask people that are close to me, you know, my family not to come. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah. And, um, just, I'm trying not to think that's, uh, yeah. well, it's, I find that if I over prepare, I don't think, you know what I'm saying? Like you're very just focused on the presentation, mm -hmm. you know, your mind doesn't wonder. That's I correct. gave a presentation earlier this year. I actually wrote the presentation on the plane ride to the event. Imagine you didn't do that when you're on your way to the United Nations. How, how far ahead of time did you work on that? Not a lot, uh, because I knew what I want to say. Um, yeah. So I just needed to, you know, build it in a, in a nice way. Um, and, uh, you know, people don't know what you're going to say. They don't right. have your page or paper that you're reading from. So you can say whatever you want. And, and mm -hmm. if you can, you know, improvise, so it will, it will sound good. Hey, Larry, I've got a question that I've always wanted to ask somebody. I've seen the C-SPAN video and, and and just the short clips that you see on news networks like Fox and CNN of people speaking at the United Nations would did do they do they have you when you walk walk in you have your placard where you know they they probably show you to your seat and where you're going to be sitting during that particular session of the United Nations but do they make you or have you put in the translation headphones? Because, you know, everybody's wearing the translate. Every time I see it, if somebody from the U.S. is talking, everybody else that doesn't speak English has the translation headphones on. No, it wasn't there. <laughs> okay. Did you take Q&A? Did you take Q&A? 
from the uh, yeah. okay okay yeah. well i just didn't know because that's always interested me that, that when they sit down they all have on the little translation headphones so they can well it's one uh, of those things too in regards to public speaking especially in a setting like that you know everybody that's watching if you if if, if you're visibly nervous people aren't what, what i tell folks is like if you're visibly nervous people aren't thinking oh boo on her she's nervous right. they're thinking my god i'm glad that's not me and there's almost a level of empathy there that works in your favor so you might as well not worry about it you know right. what i mean right short of getting stage fright and just freezing you know what i mean but that's that's incredibly awesome i can now say i know somebody that that's spoke right. at the un so so leary take us back into time i want to before we get into the meat and potatoes of this, I want you to get in my DeLorean with me and take us back in time to the moment or the time frame when you either systematically got into the insurance industry or stumbled into the insurance industry and kind of bring us up to today. Yeah, sure. So, um, so I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, my first startup um, was not in insurance at all. Uh, it was a do-it-yourself uh, website recommendations uh, for women, and uh, I did it in Israel, and it was very trendy back then. Um, and then I also started to sell do-it-yourself kits because I saw there is a huge demand for it. Um, and then when it went well, I uh, also uh, I partnered with two co-founders and I took it to the, the U.S. Um, and this is where it uh, today it's called Outgig. It's a gifting platform. And that was, you know, my 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 first experience with the entrepreneurial world. And then when I came back to Israel, I, um, you know, I needed to buy home insurance um, very, you know, simple action that I needed to do. And my mom gave me her, uh, the number of her insurance agent. And I started to the process with him. And I saw that the process is not smooth at all. And he can sell me a lot more things that he sold me. And uh, there's a lot more he can do to make the experience to feel better uh, than what I felt. So I saw a huge potential there. And, you know, for an entrepreneur, insurance is like a playground. There is so much that you can do. And we are talking about 2016. So even more back then. Exactly. So, yeah, and this is where I started to learn the industry and started to understand the bits and bytes. Uh, we started in Israel. Uh, we worked here with uh, large agencies, also with uh, carriers. And just for you to know, in Israel, um, we have only six insurance carriers, not like, you know, the 6,000 uh, in the United States. So this is where we it went really well in Israel. But then I needed to decide do I want to be a, you know, a large company in Israel or do I want to do, uh, you know, a geographical pivot and start to understand the U.S. market? And this is where we did a hard cut and moved to the U.S. market and started to understand what insurance agents needs and how can AI helps help them to leverage data. So a two part question on that. Sorry to interrupt you. Why are there only six insurance carriers in Israel? Mm. And two when you look at Israel having only six insurance carriers and you look at the US is it intimidating or is it oh my goodness this is awesome there's 
30,000 insurance care. You know, what's the, what's the mindset there? So first of all, we are only about 8 million people in Israel. Okay. Well, you need only six or maybe, you know, there are two. Not not a lot of risk you can spread there. And and to put that into context, if I'm not mistaken, and you guys can Google this to send me a text and tell me how wrong I am. I believe that about six months ago, I Googled how many people live in the state of Alabama. Now, remember, that's one state that makes up the entire United States of America. And I want to say in the state of Alabama, we have between seven and eight million people who live just in Alabama, which is not a very populated state compared to others. So that gives you some some context of you know the the from a population standpoint we are close very close to having the same number of people in just the state of Alabama that they do in all of Israel exactly by the way you can drive from uh, north to south in like 8 hours uh, in in Israel you can yeah okay and here it's about 6 hours so from top of the top of Alabama to the bottom of Alabama mm-hmm. is about 6 hour drive to the beach so, so looking at the U.S., do you does it did it seem intimidating at first, or as far as the U.S. market goes, or was it? Hey, there's just so much opportunity. So we look at that the opportunity, and we saw that you know we have to make those changes in order to also see how we can fit the U.S. market because in Israel again you can be big, but it will be you know not as big as you can be in the U.S. I've got a secret time for just a second. A couple of things I want to say before we get too far down this road. Number one, at iProtect Insurance, which is the insurance agency that I am the agency owner of and and team member of, uh, one of our top five largest clients is from Israel. They are systematically buying rental houses all over North Alabama, specifically in Huntsville, Alabama. And I think they're up to probably 150 houses, somewhere in that range. And so we deal with them because they buy so much property uh, on a weekly basis. It seems like they're buying another, uh, they, they seem to specialize in single family investment properties. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where they're getting these houses from. I don't know what, you know, what their system is of buying these properties. But I would say about once every couple of weeks we're getting a another property to add to their portfolio and there there has been some challenges uh dealing with an investor uh, or any insured from out of country are they in israel they are okay. yes so the challenges come from you know transferring that money to us mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. from it, it, because even companies like ascend um, when it comes to to money flowing in from other countries, that's a little different process that we've had to implement. But yeah, one of our biggest clients is from Israel. And then the second thing I wanted to bring up that most people don't know about you, or at least our, our listening audience doesn't know, you were in the Israeli army. Yeah, that's correct. A- am I correct that that is compulsory? Is it compulsory for both men and women or did you volunteer? No, correct. It's mandatory for women. We need to serve uh, two years and men uh, three years. And I think I, Bradley laughed at this, but I kind of tongue in cheek, I asked you if you and I dated because 
uh, years ago when I lived in London, I actually dated a girl that was in the Israeli army before she came over to London. And it's been so long ago, I, I can't even tell you her name anymore, but I just remember her telling me stories. About, social media, do your job. Do your job, social media. <laughs> Find out if Scott, if Scott and Larry ever dated. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. But, um, but, yeah, I remember her telling me stories about her, bro her brother was still serving in the Israeli mm. Army. I want to say he might have been one of those guys that stayed in, that didn't just do it as compulsory, but was going to make a career of it. But she was in and. I find it wildly interesting and probably I've always said, I feel like it's something we need to implement here in the United States is that every 18 year old for at least one year, boys and girls should have to serve some type of uh, compulsory time and, and some form of military or civil service that uh, would, you know, kind of compare to being in the military for at least one year. I think it would help a lot of those kids out, but what was it like being in the Israeli army for for how long? Two years, 24 months? Yeah, two years. I was in the field intelligence uh, unit okay. Okay. Um, and I was a commander. So, um, you know, in the age of uh, 18, I, I, you know, managed, you know, dozens of people and I needed to be also their mom, but also sure. their uh, commander uh, to make sure they are staying alive. Um, and also that they are becoming very professionals. So it's a hard work, but then, you know, compare it to today where I need to, you know, uh, manage the team here um, and build a company. That's not so bad. Not, that's sure. not you know, so hard to do uh, because you and, already- and you, Yeah, you can draw off that experience, right? Exactly. So the title of this podcast today Women CEOs in the insurance industry, we could also title it just, you know, celebrating women in the insurance industry. I've got so many questions for you, but I want to, before we get into kind of what you're doing now with Leo, which I think these agents are going to probably be wildly interested in, I wanted to just ask you one of the buzzwords and the topics that I hear a lot, and I know Bradley does as well, is we have people reach out to us and they say, you should have more women on your podcast that are in the, in the insurance space. And I know that it's just been kind of a, a topic that you hear pretty frequently is, is, you know, we've got so many great people, uh, women that are in this industry. I had someone reach out to me, Bradley, and I haven't told you this about three weeks ago called me. And by the way, I've had a rash of podcast listeners just pick up the phone and call me like your phone number on the podcast. I, I, I realize that, but these, I, I mean, I will be like driving to Chick-fil-A for lunch and my phone, something will ring, my phone will ring from a number in Indiana and I just answer it. And, and it's like, they sit there and they're like, I can't believe you just answered your phone. And I'm like, well, here I am. Let's when go. Call, when you call Scott, you either get an hour and a half conversation. Correct. Or you, he immediately hits the F you button, right? The well, the don't answer button. There, it's one of the two. There's no in between. There's, there's it's no one of those two extremes. I listen, Billy Wagner. He either doesn't answer or he's completely enthralled in the conversation. <laughs> Billy Wagner would be so proud of me because I'm trying to time block better. Yeah, where you you know, okay, right now I'm doing this and I cannot answer this telephone. But me, me and Aaron Robertson, we have an inside <laughs> joke about you where you'll call Scott. You do this to both of us. You'll call Scott. And he'll say, 
hey man, I'm I'm real busy. What's up? And then you look down and you've been on the phone an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> like I don't have long to talk, but yeah. I, I, one hour later. <laughs> so Larry, I want to talk about just for a for a minute. I want to talk about women in the insurance industry. And and where I was going with that, Bradley, bef- before I got off track there, sorry, I had a podcast listener call me about three weeks ago with the specific request, and and right now because I've got so many names in my head, I can't remember Avery Avery uh, Moore Moore uh, Scott. Hey, I just want you to know, well, the sooner you can get Avery Moore back on your podcast, I want to hear more about her. Mm-hmm. And I think I think her podcast resonated with so many people because maybe they've been through that type of situation. Yeah. But boy, he was like, if there's one person I'd love for you to get back on, it would be her. Mm-hmm. So, Larry, I want to talk about women in the industry real quick and kind of what your views and thoughts on that are. And and maybe even some of the work you guys did at Parliament. Yeah, too. absolutely. Because we, we're a big fan of an advocate of women in the industry. You know, uh, Kat Turnus was supposed to be on this show today and had an emergency happen this morning. Uh, Carrie Wallace was a dear friend of mine, dear friend of Bradley's. We've got so many great women in this industry. You know, we want to promote them. We want them to reach the highest levels that they possibly can. Talk a little bit about your work with Parliament and kind of what your thoughts are on that. Sure. So. You know, I feel that you can find a lot of great and successful women, uh, such as, you know, Amy Zupon, for example, sure. mm-hmm. uh, CEO of Veritafor. Uh, but you don't see a lot of women in C-level. And, and that's the problem. They are starting their career. Uh, they can, you know, be promoted and then they will take maternity leave or something, you know, will happen. And this is where they will their career will, will stop. And this is what we are trying to change. So, you know, how can the managers and organization in itself can really promote women to give them practical tools to uh, promote them, you know, when they uh, take uh, maternity leave to, to tell them that, you know, we are waiting for you to come back. And, um, and there's, and, you know, to give them workshops to the managers, not the women, uh, how to promote women in the organization. So mm. I think that's a key to see more women leading in insurance and other industries as well. So also, you know, in insurance, we see different organizations. So for example, Leo is also a part of Diving. It's an organization to promote um, diversity and inclusion in insurance. And we organized the panel with them in the, late, in the last ITC in Vegas. Um, so we spoke about, you know, breaking the bias barriers and how data can affect uh, diversity and inclusion. So, you know, data and insurance, uh, how can it affect pricing for women and um, um, and risk and other aspects? So you have to make sure that you are analyzing the data in an unbiased way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when it comes to AI, how do you build those models? How can they promote women? So there's a lot of aspects um, that you need to think of. And I think those kind of, you know, dive in organization, Parliament 51, those are super important organizations that can make the difference. I'm going to make a big, bold claim here. I think if you went out and somehow you had a magic wand to come up with the numbers of individuals who work in the insurance industry across all insurance related 
things like uh, working. Uh, if you took every carrier employee, every agency employee, uh, adjusters, the, the 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 whole underwriters, the whole thing, and you and like you know how like when you would be in school and everybody would like the homeroom teacher would call roll. If you did that across the entire industry, I will bet you there are more women in the insurance industry than there are men top to bottom because every insurance agency in America, I I would just about bet has more women inside that agency than there are men because there are a lot of women that work in agencies. I'm, I'm including everybody, VAs, uh, staff, account managers, personal lines, agents, carrier reps, uh, carrier underwriters, I will bet you money there are more women as a whole. If this was a pie chart, there's more women than men in the insurance industry. What do you think, Bradley? Am I right or wrong? But not in roles. But not in, in, yes. Correct. Exactly. But not in that uh, C-suite. C-suite. Yes. Correct. A lot of women that are leading the agency, such as, you know, Kate, that is now the CEO of the network. Correct. Um, or and even, you know, in technology, uh, insurance technology, you will not see a lot of women there uh, leading, you know, and taking the, the leading roles. So that's uh, something that needs to be changed. So I feel like that the industry is trending younger. I think as as some of the uh, the more tenured folks retire and, and move out of the industry and that sort of thing. I, I, at least in my world, in the ecosystem that Scott and I play in, the insurance industry is trending younger. Do you think that that will help that problem? That's a good question. Yeah, I think so. I think because, so too. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. And, and I don't know if we've announced it or not, but one of the reasons we wanted Cat on this podcast today was to make the announcement. And I, and I think it's public knowledge now, so it's not like something we're going to have to edit out. But she is now the CEO of Indium. So here we have, you know, we're celebrating women in, in the insurance industry. You know, Kat is somebody uh, that has reached that level that we're talking about right now from a, in a leadership position inside the industry. And I'll just go ahead and say it. I was involved in the hiring of her and there was literally no one else that was considered. I mean, she right. was, she was the perfect person for that. A, a thousand percent agree. Yeah. She, she will make that successful. Agree. So let's talk for just a minute, Larry. And this is where I think our podcast audience needs to turn up whatever volume they have to listen to what you are involved with now, what you've been involved with, I believe, since around 2017, if I'm looking By the way, your... Brandon just Googled it for us, 60% women. 60% women. Mm-hmm. Brandon. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Pull that up, Brandon. I'm Brandon, kidding. Thank you. <laughs> Finally got somebody over here that'll damn help me out a little bit. You know, all these other... These celebrity podcasts have three or four people like, you know, Google search this or look this up and that boy, they're on it like that. You know, like Joe Rogan has uh what's his name? Jamie. Yeah. Jamie. Our, 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 uh, our budget's a lot smaller. Yeah, I know. I know. So Leary, I want to talk about, and this is what I wanted these agents to hear today. Cause I think it can help them. Mm-hmm. You started talk. I had never heard of this before you came on today and we started having a small conversation about it before we got on this podcast and I said, well, hold on, let's, let's, and, let's, that's what we want to talk about. And by the way, Larry, so they demoed it for me a couple of weeks ago. 
when I see something really cool like that, I purposely don't tell Scott. That way his reaction, you know what I mean? Yeah, like we've right. done that a lot where it's like, hey, and, and he's like, oh my God, this is the most this amazing thing I've ever seen. thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. It makes the show better. And, so. and, 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 and that's kind of when you started talking, I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. This, this is now, now we've got something that may really be able to help this agency force out there get better. So talk, talk about Leo and what you're doing and what you have been doing and give these agents something that they may want to take a harder look at today. Sure. So uh, Leo is a sales intelligence assistant. We match your book of business with 40 million commercial lines prospect. Uh, We build the producer profile according to your AMS, agency uh, management system. And we have loaded into our system more than 40 million commercial lines prospect. And and not only that, we also have insurance-related data such as 5500, OSHA, DOT, um, so once you find a prospect you like and you have the intelligence about that prospect, you can also push it to Salesforce or agency Zoom. Um, so, you know, this is how we create a single pen of glass for the producers with the different platforms that you use today. We also, you know, we built Leo for producers, with producers, and this is also because I'm not from the industry, I'm coming from the, the tech side. Um, so we knew that we will have to work with different producers in order, in order to make the, the best tool for what we are trying to solve. And this is why when you will look at Leo, we have the app and we also have the desktop version. It's super intuitive easy to use. You don't need to have anyone in the agency to help you to get value out of Leo. You can use it if you are in a meeting with a client, if you are driving, because you can also use your voice. Um, you can use it you know, from home, from the office, super easy. And it's for producer, not for the agency. And this is, and this is important. So we help you, you know, with prospecting. And because we are integrated with your AMS, we also provide insight from your book of business. So it can be um, cross-sell opportunities, win-backs, um, and, um, and different insight about what you need to do today in order to get more sales. Um, I always say that all you need is eight minutes a day with Leo to increase sales. And we see that it's working. So that's, that's give, amazing. Give us an example of some of the data points that you guys can return on some of these prospects, because I was blown away at some of the things you guys were able to pull up. Yeah. So if it's employee benefits, so you can get 5,500 alerts prior to renewals. Um, You get also, we have a referral lift, we call it. So we can find prospect that are similar to your current clients. And we can let you know that you can ask a referral from this specific clients of yours and to ask for those names, because we uh, we can know that probably he knows them. Mm-hmm. And this is where you will only need to click uh, on a button and you will you will have your email open already with uh, an email ready for you uh, to send. So we, we want to make all those processes super easy and with zero efforts for, for the producer. And um, yeah, so if it's DOT, the Department of Transportation uh, Intelligence that we can bring you on different uh, prospects, if it's OSHA, state and government data uh, insights that we have. So really all the tools that you need, all the data that you need in order to prospect better and to get better results. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait. I have a wait a minute too, but I'll let you go first. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. I, I want to make sure I'm crystal clear on this. Yeah. This is uh, This is unbelievable. 
So, <laughs> so you take a commercial producer. I'm just going to give you one in my agency, Bruce Payne, who is is a generalist. Um, mm-hmm. but but you can see in his book of business kind of the different types of risks that he's written that that might lend you to. You're saying you can take his book of business and from that almost mirror what he's writing to to then populate other risks in his geographic area that are similar to the risk that he has already written. And it sounded like she said that it gives you, and if I'm wrong on this, we can take this out, specific names in it. This person may be connected to this person. Does it tell you that too? Yes. So that's our referral lift mechanism. And I will, we that becomes a warm lead instead of a cold lead. Exactly. Exactly. So I can take a prospect that I want to prospect and somehow put their name in there and it'll give me clients in my book of business who may be connected to that person. So we know who are your, who are your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we will, so you can open a card, which is, you know, the information about your clients and what you can do with that client and mm-hmm. to leverage you know, uh, sales with him. But you will also see a button that uh, said referral lift and you will click on it. And then um, once uh, you will approve that this is the contact person, um, we will uh, generate an email for you. And in this email, the your client will get a list of names that we know he probably mm. knows. Uh, and email. make the intro for you. Wow. So, okay, a couple things that I know every insurance agent in America who has turned the volume up to listen to what you just said is, is thinking right now. Okay, a couple things. Number one. 800 pound gorilla that everybody wants to know how much were we talking in terms of cost on an annual basis or monthly, however you guys do that. Yeah. So it's a monthly fee, uh, between, uh, 40 to $100 depends how big is the agency. So, yeah. I know one guy that's signing up. Yeah. He's sitting here right now, (laughs) which, which then uh, that's, that's a beautiful segue into, how does Scott or the other 250,000 insurance agents listening to this, how do we find Leo to sign up to get this demo with you guys? How do we do that? Great question. So you need to and, go- and by the way, and by the way, guys, just for the record, because I know there's some some bitch sitting out there right now thinking we're getting paid for this. Yeah, they are. Zero point zero dollars is Scott Howell making off this. So don't be sitting there right now thinking somehow I'm making money off this. I'm not. Bradley's not. So get that out of your head. I'm trying to help you. Go ahead. How do you, how do you get, how, do, how would I get signed up for a demo? So you can search us at meetleo, M-E-E-T-L-E-O.com. Okay. And you can schedule a demo. I'll get Justin Miller on that here in about 10 minutes. One thing that, one thing that Scott does, Larry, in his agency that, that I don't do that, that, that I'm, I'm a fan of is, is he tries every technology under the sun, everything. I will. I'll try it. And at first, I was like, "Oh, he's making a mistake." When right when you went independent, mm-hmm. and you because I'm I'm thinking it's shiny object syndrome. A lot of agents make that mistake. Sure. They they go out and not try everything under the sun. They sign up for everything mm-hmm. under the sun, mm-hmm. which is where you get yourself in trouble and create inefficiencies in your agency. But one thing that Scott does is he tries everything and then whittles down to the things mm. that he wants to do. So I think that's really smart 
for people to do. Give everything a little bit of a try. Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, something like this could change the tra- trajectory Absolutely. of your agency, especially if you've got um, producers that are, you know, they're busy every day. They're selling policies. They're doing what they do every day. And you add this tool mm-hmm. that I could pick, uh, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm an agent out there, I can pick up the phone and call one of my other clients or see where that client knows somebody that maybe I want to get in front of. Well, that just changed the whole trajectory of that phone call I'm going to make to John Smith, the plumber, Mm -hmm. because I can call and say, John, Hey, I was listening. I was talking to one of our clients the other day that we've had for a long time. And uh, his name's Aaron Robertson. He's a plumber down in San Antonio, down the street from you. We've got their insurance and, I just think we probably need to get yours too. So when when can we meet? I see that as being a very effective way to bypass all the bullshit that you have to do when you cold call somebody and you don't know them and they don't know you and everybody's just kind of getting to know each other. When you, when you have that warm lead, then then a lot of those that stuff uh, you kind of bypass. Plus you gain a little bit of leverage with them because they're thinking, oh, okay. Well, I know Aaron Robertson Plumbing. That's one of my biggest competitors. I need to talk to this guy. I just texted Aaron Robertson and said we mentioned his name three times in this episode, but I'm not going to tell him what we said. He's yeah. going to wait it out. Sorry, Aaron. I, <laughs> I just I had Aaron on my brain. This He's morning. a friend of ours. Yeah. So Leo sounds like to me a possible game changer mm-hmm. relative to commercial insurance. You know, you see more game changers on personal lines than you do commercial. You don't see a lot of game changers on commercial. I mean, Tarmica was kind of a game changer. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others that we that we know about. Um, but this could potentially be something that as an agency, mm-hmm. if you've got three or four commercial producers, man, I could see this just being a no-brainer. Where are all your integrations at? So we have full integration with um, uh, AMS 360. We are part of the Orange Partner Program. Also, we now we are launching... Um, integration with Hawksoft. We have uh, an integration with agency Zoom if you want to push leads and Salesforce. And by the way, what we realized is that producers are having really hard time to update Salesforce or agency Zoom all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided just to you know, cut the process for them. And if they like a prospect, they can just push it from Leo to Salesforce, all the contact details. So, and we are working on more and more integrations um, and data lakes for sure, um, yeah. if it's a large agency. So, yeah. So, so that's what we do. We, you know, we give producers reasons to call um and we feed them with important data and uh and scott i i happy that you liked it (laughs) i loved it i love that idea the integrations are really important especially when it's a tool that's so different and so new from anything else that's out there the integrations are super important i've got a company or two in my head right now that that are similar that aren't focused on integrations and they're screwing up. Right. But the integrations are so important because to add a tool in your agency mm-hmm. that is completely different from anything else you're you're using, mm-hmm. if it doesn't integrate with your system, you're adding steps. Therefore, that tool has to be that much more better. Correct. So it takes the pressure off really on both sides. So that's that's super important. I always tell agents, don't make your business whack-a-mole. You know, you're solving one problem over here and another one's popping up over Correct. here. Like it's gotta be. Well, and another, another, another thing too is she mentioned uh, integrating with agency Zoom. Well, 
if you start asking producers, well, this doesn't integrate with that. So you're going to have to manually input this into the yeah. system. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, they might exactly. do it two or three times. And then the next thing you know, they're right back to doing what they were doing. That's mm -hmm. just kind of how that goes. So to have it integrate with things like Hawksoft, AMS 360, uh, agency zoom, which a lot of people mm -hmm. use. But uh, you have to think about what you want it to do too. That's right. I think a lot of times agents throw around the word integration mm -hmm. without a real plan of how we're going to accomplish this and what it's going to do when it happens. Right. Correct. If you tell your comp your, your vendors that you want them to integrate, well, how do you want it to go? Because yeah, we can integrate, but you're just getting one piece of data that, you know what I mean? Like right, right, right. we have to, we have to have a plan of what's actually going to happen. Well, I think, I think for us, and I'm just speaking of our agency here right now, but from an integration standpoint, you really need to reach out to that person. That's now what I call a warm lead, but on the backside, you need to set up your integrations and agency zoom for this prospect to automate three, four, five more touches mm -hmm. over some period of time and be very thoughtful on how you're going to do that to, you know, what, what, what is the, there's an old adage somewhere that, you know, the average person you have to reach out to seven times before they buy something. We, I could see integrating that most powerful sales tool in the world, the telephone with integrating agency zoom using the power of that to automate three or four or five more touches to that person, whether it's a, an automated video email, introducing yourself again, or thanking them for the call or whatever. And then maybe some drip drip campaign. Maybe they get a postcard in two weeks, you know, something to, 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 to kind of automate the sales process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I could see that being very important. Larry, let's talk a little bit before we get off this podcast. What does the future look like for you and for Leo and and just overall women in the insurance industry? Any message that you'd like to send to them today? So we want to be mandatory in every agency. Mm -hmm. So if you are planning on, you know, establish your own agency or you're thinking what you want to add to your agency, that will be Leo because you will know that that's the, the way you can increase revenue um, and to work, um, you know, uh, as in the most efficient way that you can and get the most out of your data. So that's where I want to be, you know, that every agency will use Leo. You will have to have it as an, you know, similar to AMS. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and I will be running the company and we will have um, great people in Leo like we have today. Um, and I will, you know, continue to be running back and forth with the states uh, and Israel and um, yeah, and uh, for women in insurance, I really hope that we will see more leading figures uh, and role models that that will lead the industry. And uh, as Bradley said, I I definitely agree that the climate is changing, and we will see more young people running this industry. So I've I've got some homework for our podcast listeners. Now we've got a pretty large bandwidth, and this is something that. <laughs> I reached out to Bradley months ago, actually over a year ago to talk to him about because I had speaking of, of women in the industry and CEOs, but for our podcast listeners out here today, anybody out there that's listening, especially marketing reps, more carrier oriented people that are out there, I want to interview 
on this podcast sooner rather than later, which means in the next six months, Trisha Griffith mm-hmm. with Progressive. I am. I've uh, tried to make that. I am a, like two or three times. I'm a fanboy. I've read a number of articles about her because she'll come on. She'll she'll be in like an industry publication every now and then with an interview. I want to interview her. I'm wildly interested in her. I think she would be a fantastic podcast guest. And when you talk about CEOs, uh, women, one of the best CEOs, period. Correct. In the industry. I have, that's something that I mentioned to you before, but if there's any podcast listeners out there that know her or can get to her to let her know that we want to interview her. We'll, uh, we'll make it worth your while. We will make it worth your while, and I, I can promise you that. And I just think that she would be a fantastic, you know, as we celebrate women in this industry, my goodness, is there anybody that you could think of besides the CEO of Progressive, which is one of the largest insurance carriers in the country? It would probably be Amy would be the only yeah. other one. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. I... Hey, Larry, thank you so much for being on the show today. The big takeaway, the thing that I just heard you say a minute ago that I wrote down was Leo can help you get the most out of your data. And I think from a revenue standpoint, I'm very, I'm going to be very focused on revenue next year in our agency, because if we don't produce what we need to produce, Scott will probably be filing for bankruptcy next year and working at the Flying J truck stop. So uh, I'm going to be wildly focused on revenue next year. Good joke, everyone. Uh, not, okay. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not, but I, I'm just proud of you and I'm proud of what you've accomplished. You've done a lot in, in your short time on earth and you are one of the women who is the tip of the spear in terms of leading the charge as far as raising women to that next level in the insurance industry. And, and and they need to be there because the ones I know that are in those leadership positions are doing a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. You and, know? We're, and we're proud to know you and happy to help in any way that we can. Thank you, guys. Guys, as I end every episode, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Stop running TPS reports. I know you're sitting there right now reviewing your March scorecard bonus in your state farm agency. Let's put that away for a minute. Let's go out. Let's build relationships. This industry is about relationships, okay? That's what this industry is about. Go out today, build those relationships, become the mayor of your village. Man or woman, don't care. Doesn't matter. There are plenty of women out there listening to this right now who are agency owners and producers who need to go out and become the insurance girl in their community. When people think about insurance, they need to think of your name and they need to think, you know what? I need to call her. I need to get my insurance with her. Go make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kid's college fund, for your parents and your in-laws out there that are struggling right now with all this inflation and groceries have gone up and everything's higher go make money for them write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent bradley flowers i love you thanks brother thanks larry larry we love you too if there's any if ever anything we can do for you please do not hesitate to pick up the phone i will either talk for zero seconds or an hour and a half (laughs) it's It's gonna be one it's gonna be one of them it's a compliment because you i'm real bad about taking phone calls that 
I don't have time for, uh-huh. but that's doing that person a disservice. So you're actually, <laughs> you're a hundred percent committed either way. One way or the other. Yeah. One way or the other. Larry, we love you guys. You are listening to the insurance guys podcast and we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.